are listening to Oh This Podcast on the Live 9 Podcast Network. This show may contain colorful language and topics. If you are sensitive to this, please be advised. Now on to the show. Everybody and welcome to the 37th episode of Oh This Podcast. It is our hybrid Jeff George John Elway amalgamation of the super quarterback that would get you 99% uh, ratings in Madden uh, 20 uh, whatever the year that could have been in. Right, the all team all time team pro thing mode stuff yeah, maybe maybe no nothing <laughs> okay we couldn't think of anybody who was actually number 37 to celebrate this great 37th episode steve thank you for joining me i feel like i have to tell everybody we're doing this over the interwebs we are we're back uh back on that remote game that remote game the webs the w-e-b-z interwebs that is steve how are you doing today i'm doing good doing good just uh uh, chilling out here and uh, having to, uh, we're starting to get some of the uh, wildfire smoke coming up this way in the uh, Bay Area from down in LA. So we're, uh, you know, everyone's freaking out about that. But uh, other than that, all's good in California, my man. That's interesting because we got a little bit of snow today. Not I saw a lot. It. it was a little chilly. It was like 28 degrees here, but, you know, I'd rather it be 98 degrees, Nick Lachey. Uh, everyone would yes absolutely so steve (laughs) why don't you tell everybody who hasn't listened to us since last week and all of our new listeners about the show and then go into some details oh man details and stuff about the show well if you want to check us out on the interwebs which we're recording on at this very moment uh head over to ohthispodcast.com uh you can catch uh, all the episodes of the show there you can also catch us on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you like to get your podcasts. Go ahead and uh, subscribe to it there. Uh, catch other episodes, do all that good stuff. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. All that good stuff. Twitter, at uh, oh, this Podcast. We're also at P4R1 for Patrick and at Steve Hombaker for me if you want to interact with us on the Twitter sphere. Uh, I hate that I just said Twitter sphere. <laughs> it's more of like um, a Twitter cube. Yeah, we'll go right. that. It's not a – or a rhombi or a <laughs> – when, when, I get in, when I get into show notes, man, I just got to It's gotta trapezoidal. It. It's, it's all business. And yeah, yeah that, that, you know what? I'm not going to use that word again. But nonetheless, if you want to support Synergy. this lovely, <laughs> you want to support this lovely endeavor that uh, we have is, oh, this podcast, uh, you can go on to our website there. There's a support button. Uh, if you want to shop through Amazon, you can get us there. Uh, we also have a Fandango link. We also have a Patreon page if you want to uh, hit us with a, a, a donation of any kind. Uh, it helps us put this thing together and uh, bring the uh, the entertainment and cultural uh, awareness and, uh, and advanced thought that uh, you all come to seek out of a beer and pop culture related podcast. We got another shout out to Mitch. Mitch, thank you for joining us on the Patreon mm-hmm. fan club. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Steve, why don't we just like why don't we just blow it right off the bat? Or do you want to wait? Whoa. Hey oh. Hey oh. <laughs> Normally you gotta use protection for that. 
Um, yes, well, we did offer a very fun uh, promotion based off of our previous episode where we were talking about home automation. And uh, we decided that, uh, you know, because of all of our uh, lovely fans that are out there, we wanted to do something for you guys during the holiday season. So we put together a little raffle for a, both a Google Home Mini and a Amazon Echo Dot. And uh, we're very pleased to have the results of this. Uh, it was a very rigorous process. Um, I had a large number of uh, shares and other people to incorporate into this so that I had so much so that I filled up a uh, Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs baseball cap and, uh, <laughs> and drew the names out of there. And uh, I'm happy, very happy to announce that uh, two wonderful listeners have, uh, have won these prizes. So number one, first overall draft pick out of the hat. Uh, this does not necessarily mean you're better than anyone, but CJ Nelson, you have one. And number two overall out of the hat, Kim Keefe, good friend from high school, uh, just so happened to uh, share the uh, share the good old link and happened to win a uh, either a Google Home Mini or a Amazon Echo Dot. So congratulations, that, you guys! You congratulations. are winners. Yes, We're all yes, winners. You are winners. And I will be reaching out to you guys individually, coordinate, uh, you know, getting all that stuff over to you. So we'll be in touch soon. But uh, but once you you'll you'll not you'll probably hear from me before you hear this podcast. But uh, just in case, uh, if I if I don't get out to you before the podcast goes live, you'll be wonderfully surprised by hearing it on the air. Over the interwebs, the WBEZs. <laughs> so yes, yes, yes. Steve, you've been doing a lot of talking, and I'm going to throw you back into talking some more. We got <laughs> beer of the week. It's just the Steve Hombaker hour right now. I, it's the variety hour, <laughs> yep. man. Um, I feel well, like the Ed McMandy or Johnny Carson. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we are back on the. I'm back on the West Coast, so I wanted to go with a West Coast beer because uh, we've been pretty pretty strong on the uh the midwest kick lately so going back to the west coast we are going to russian river brewing company out of santa rosa california and we are drinking the legendary pliny the elder double ipa Ooh, i've heard about this one this is a uh pretty much a world-renowned uh double ipa uh very hyped um and partially because it's very hard to get and uh, partially because it's just an awesome representation of like the west coast ip double ipa style um, so it's really just a, uh, a wonderful amalgamation of uh, hops and just enough malt to give it a kick in the ass. It's a, uh, it's a tremendous beer. Um, it, it's like one, I mean, put it this way, like, you know, before eBay stopped allowing you to sell beer on eBay, <laughs> I bought, we want a friend of mine and I bought bottles of this on eBay and had them shipped to us in Illinois. That's like, that was back in the Wild West a little bit, uh, you know, probably seven or eight years. Well, six or seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, it seems but, like uh, a not smart uh, best practice by eBay to allow Well, it. no, see, the way that they got around it why it was what you were saying was you were selling a collective, a collector's item, which was the bottle, not the contents inside the bottle. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, it got shut down uh, <laughs> not not too long thereafter, but that was, that was the way around it. Right, so, right. Um, this is a, uh, a very excellent beer. Um, it, it's about 8% alcohol. Uh, it pours like golden orange, uh, you know, what you would expect out of an IPA, um, get huge, like piney citrus, grapefruit notes, uh, right up front. Um, like a lot of biscuit maltiness to kind of balance things out, but it is, it's still definitely on the bitter side as the West coast style tends to be. Um, and yeah, I mean, 
it's just like that, like I said before, it's like that perfect style for the West Coast. Um, it's not overpowering because it's only 8%, but it's still, it's got enough to let you know that uh, you're, you're enjoying a beverage. Uh, so it's not quite like a lawnmower beer, I wouldn't call it, but it's a, uh, it's hot close enough. Like, it's, it's all, you could do it, in a hot, you could drink it in a hot tub. Yeah. If you, if you were so inclined, but uh, the bitterness does, uh, you know, not everyone's into very hoppy beers. This one is a fairly hoppy beer, but uh, it's, it's remarkably good. Um, it's, you can get it pretty much universally. Uh, I, sh- I shouldn't say universally. It's fairly, fairly easy to get in the Bay area of California and a lot of California, if you know where to go look for it. Um, and then, but they also distribute to Oregon, uh, Colorado, and they have a distributor on the East coast in Philadelphia. So it's not quite nationwide, but you can get it in other markets. It's not as limited as it used to be. So that's a plus for the beer world, but, uh, yeah, just a really delicious beer. Uh, beer advocate gives it a 4.65 out of five rate beer gives it a hundred out of a hundred and a new rating. Cause, uh, more and more people, uh, including myself, uh, untapped is kind of making a big push in the ratings world, uh, the past couple of years. So untapped rates it at 4.55 out of five. Not bad at all. And what does Steve rate it? I would rate it on my, on my, uh, five scale. It's a, uh, I would go about a 4.7. It's a tasty. It's a tasty beverage. Nice. Very, very good. And I'm fortunate enough to have several more bottles in my fridge, and I'm going to go get some more this weekend. That's awesome. That sounds like fun. <laughs> it sounds like a nice little Christmas treat for you. Not bad. Not, not bad, bad at all. Not bad at all. So, my man, what are we I'm, – I'm getting tired of talking. I mean, this is more than I, always, than I ever talk at any given time. Patrick, why don't you roll us out into our first topic uh, for the day? Because we got, we got three of them. And I'm going to go with dealer's choice on this one. You know what the three topics are. Where do you want to lead off today? Yeah, I think our uh, our our journey in this magical Jeff George, uh, John Elway is they're they're both characters in their own right. You know, <laughs> you know, they both do things, uh, you know, to the beat of some sort of drummer. Maybe they're d- a different drummer. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to take and disparage their good names, um, but we're going to definitely talk about an actor who definitely has uh, gone off the beaten path and some things that he's done. Um, legendary. I don't know. Like, is he an Academy Award winning actor? I don't think I, so. I, I don't. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to denigrate like, his name by saying that he is or is not. <laughs> right. But he probably won a Juno. If not, he's probably up for a Juno Award uh, here. So. I think one of the things that we wanted to take a look at and talk about and celebrate in this magical, magical episode was the the legendary collective works of Nicolas Cage uh, and thus the best works of him in a character <laughs> theatrical role. And so, I will say that he he is an Academy Award winner. He won for Best Actor for Leaving Las Vegas. Really? Okay. And then it's all gone downhill since then, right? What was that like? 80? It's it's been a little. Uh, we'll just say it has not been a a long run of Academy Award. Winning, right, right, uh, right, 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 right. It hasn't been a long streak there. When did he leaving Las Vegas? Ninety five. So ninety. Well, he won in ninety six, so it was probably ninety five ish. And yeah. see, that's the funny part. So I'll go first with me, like. That's when I thought that he was hitting his stride. And mm-hmm. I just remember, like, he's got three movies that were kind of right in there in the row that were amazing, you know, that I thought were good. And then it kind of, you could tell it got bad after that. So <laughs> The Rock, where he's Stanley Goodspeed, Con Air, Cameron Poe, yep. and then Caster Troy uh, in Face Off. And the concept of Face Off is amazing. Because Apple just basically made an app for their new phone to unlock it <laughs> that is based on the movie of Face Off, 
What say you about that? Oh, I mean, about Apple or about Nick Cage? Or yes. His, that, that three round of movies. True. Uh, about Apple? Uh, I don't, I mean, I well, hope Well, Face that Off, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope that, I mean... Face Off was not my was not my jam in the uh, in the Nick Cage era. Um, not because it was necessarily bad, but uh, I, I'm on, I'm on board with you for sure on you know, with with The Rock with Stanley Goodspeed um, and also with Cameron Poe and Con Air because I mean in in Con Air I mean it borders on like Joe Dirt style of deliciously white trash. Forrest like, Gump. <laughs> Yeah, it's right. It's it's straddling that 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 line between Forrest Gump and Joe Dirt, <laughs> who beats the shit out of the guy. <laughs> like he's a very dangerous man. His his uh his and of course he has the uh you know uh he he's obviously gotten himself into some trouble, but he has a redeeming backstory. And uh yeah, but the the hair man, oh that that's hair. a that's a something. <laughs> <laughs> he got big for that role, bigger mm-hmm. like for that. But like, can you imagine? Like John Malkovich is there. Uh, yeah, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. <laughs> was Luis Guzman on the plane too? Oh, I don't remember. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I'm not gonna. Just, I feel just, like I feel like you could say like was Luis Guzman in that, and there would be like 50 movies that I'd be like, oh yeah, he was in it, and he totally wasn't. He totally like, he was because he's in so much shit. <laughs> so much good stuff too. So like, yeah, those were like I, I'd have to say that Stanley The Rock is one of my favorite movies of all time. Really. Yeah, you, and you believe that Nicolas Cage was a weapon scientist? The VX gas, you know, he knew yeah. ex- everything <laughs> about that. <laughs> he knew everything about VX gas. Uh, do I believe that uh, Sean Connery could like hop, skip, escape from Alcatraz, then want to go back <laughs> into it? That's harder to believe than that. You know what I mean? I think I'd buy Sean Connery doing it more than Nick Cage, though. Really? Yeah, man. Sean Connery is James Bond. Okay. I guess yeah. I guess he was a Secret Service guy in the whole in uh, The Rock as well. So, yeah. What what, what part is Indiana Jones's dad? Yeah. Well, what part don't you believe that uh, Nicolas Cage could be a FBI weapons guy? <laughs> Nicolas Cage playing anything that that requires <laughs> significant knowledge. <laughs> like I think I think that I'm not uh, a prop Cam- man. <laughs> I, I think Cameron Poe is the perfect role for Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so those, those two, those are, those are solid. Um, but I'm going to go and I'm going to add my, my third one in here as, uh, Memphis reigns gone in 60 seconds. However, I think they fucked up because there's no reason why Stanley Goodspeed was in the rock. He should be Stanley Goodspeed. The character's name should should be be in gone Gone in 60 60 seconds. seconds. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to really make a cheesy ass, I mean, granted, yeah, Gone 60 Seconds, a remake, but if we're going to really make it cheesy, let's make the fucking thing cheesy. Um, I mean, I, I remember seeing that movie. I think I think I saw Gone in 60 Seconds in the theater with uh, with friend of the show, Mitch, <laughs> um, <laughs> way back when. Uh, and boy, is that movie bad. But uh, what, Gone in for, 60 for, Seconds? Gone in 60 Seconds, yeah. I had that on DVD. <laughs> I bought the special edition. Eleanor, really, the yeah, the special yeah, edition. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, yeah, we had to have the uh, the had Shelby bon- Mustang yeah, there had, and all that stuff. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, Angelina Jolie. Was, uh, was not great, but I, I definitely saw it because Angelina Jolie was in it, and that was just what you did when you were a twelve-year-old kid. <laughs> did you ever watch the movie Snake Eyes? 
where he's the cop in Atlantic City and it's the I FBI. I can't say that. Can't say that I have. Oh, go! You gotta go watch it. Gary Sinise is there, right, fresh off of Apollo 13. Gary Sinise is on Snake <laughs> Eyes. I'm like, dude, I, I feel bad for you a little bit on there. Well, so well, and Forrest Gump too. Lieutenant Dan is in Snake <laughs> Eyes. Like, I love like taking and giving a movie synopsis of something with using the other character, like the related character right. movie. There, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan is in the Navy, <laughs> <laughs> and Stanley Goodspeed is a crooked cop. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no. So that like, so those are like the three like peak Nick Cage roles, though. There, obviously, that's just Lord of like, War. A, a lot of people are going to see him in National Treasure as what well, Benjamin Franklin Gates or whatever his stupid name was. Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates is Benjamin his, is Antonio. His brother. <laughs> <laughs> they were in a they were in a foster home together. <laughs> that's funny. No, oh, I remember God. Lord of War. Lord of War was good. Where I, I love Lord of War. Yeah. That was actually a decent movie. Um, I don't know if it's just because I like that that style of movie or whatever, but uh, it was it was entertaining to say the least. However, um, the most entertaining Nicolas Cage role for me, Ghost Rider, hands down, no, far and away, not not even close. Ghost Rider, come on, get the hell out of here with that nonsense. Uh, is going to be his breathtaking portrayal of Edward Malice in The Wicker Man. Never saw it. I know about You've it. You've never though. seen I've The never Wicker seen, Man. Nope. Well, all right, uh, we'll have to talk before we post this show. Uh, so the Wicker Man is possibly the most overacted, uh, over-the-top, ridiculous uh, Nicolas Cage role, and uh, it is. So let's put we'll put some of these examples. I'll show you some video of this because it's going to make you enjoy it much more when you do go ahead and see it. Um, but he uh, has a he's going into like this like pagan type colony, uh, like this. That, that like they they're all about like worshiping like the earth and shit and well i don't, I don't want to give away too much but uh he's got to infiltrate this because his daughter is missing and he's trying to locate his daughter um and they're obviously very weird because they're like a pagan colony and nicholas cage doesn't you know he's he's a father pushed to his uh you know wits end and you know sometimes when you're when you you'll when you'll do crazy things like straight up fucking punch a woman right in the face when you're wearing a bear suit what <laughs> yes this happened this happened in that movie um uh, he also uh also he he does i mean this is not good uh but he does beat on women a fair amount in this movie uh and like no holds barred like like we're talking roundhouse kicks we're talking uh you're throwing haymakers like he is not messing around uh, when it comes to his daughter um and the women are in the way, and he makes them out of the way. So and, it's like and, it's like a bad version of Taken. Um, well, he's in a bad version of Taken called Stolen. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you didn't just set that up for me because that's a that's an actual fucking thing. I did not. I did not. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> well, now we have two Nicolas Cage movies to watch. <laughs> um, well, I thought but, Stolen yes. was gone in sixty seconds. Man, they're getting clever <laughs> with Nick Cage titles. Yeah, more so, like Johnny yeah. Cage titles. Well, that I mean, the so outside of uh, of dressing up in a bear suit and punching a woman, um, bear fucker. Also, do you need assistance? Yeah. <laughs> he also uh, gets he gets tortured at the end of it because they're going to kill him. And let's see, they they tie him down and straight up like Billy Club his uh, legs, and then uh, fill up a mask full of bees 
and that's probably one of the most famous scenes for the uh, uh, overacting elements of Nick Cage. No, and he never he gets, overacts. And then he gets he gets burned alive. But uh, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Wicker Man, that's what happens. Um, but it is it's top notch uh, as far as <laughs> overacting uh, is concerned. And I will yes, I will educate you on this because it's incredible. Um, but yeah, talking about bad Nick Cage movies and stuff like. The career is really, he, he's in some financial rough times, so he's not really in a position to say no to any roles anymore. <laughs> um, so, yes, he's in movies like Stolen and Bangkok Dangerous. That sounds and, like and a bad other, type of movie. He's got a shit ton of movies. I think he's got like seven or eight that are either in pre-production or post-production. Like, he's he's acting, um, but the I wouldn't say that... Uh, an Academy Award nomination is in the uh, cards for him going down, going onward. So my research has concluded that Luis Guzman was Cyrus in the 1998 Nicolas Cage film Snake Eyes. Oh, he yes. was there. Okay. So I knew he was in some movies with them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. I know we're not talking about Luis Guzman, but man, we should. Next week, <laughs> we got another show next week, right? We're yep. still on the air. <laughs> we haven't been canceled uh, yet so far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Any other uh, last minute uh, Nick Cage roles? I got a couple other ones, but uh, they're they're not anywhere near God, as he fun. He's so as, much uh, better in the eighties. Raising oh, yeah, Arizona, I mean, like Raising Arizona, and like those were actually I mean, good movies he, too. He rose up uh, fairly, you know, prominently, and he had a, a good arc. But uh, the he's definitely on the downside of that, and it's. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say they can't make another good movie, but the chances are dwindling. Is is Nicolas Cage the Chad Kroger of Hollywood? No, I don't think anyone hates Nicolas Cage. He just doesn't have any money. No, I'm just thinking like the hair, the old hair. <laughs> I mean, if you put him side by side with uh, Cameron Poe, Cameron Poe po and Chad Kroger, <laughs> the, see who's got the blonde raccoon uh, quaff going the best, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's a possibility for uh, best or worst hair. Possibility for the award of hair, <laughs> yes or no, <laughs> true or dead. Um, another bad Nick. Well, I shouldn't. It's not terrible. It's not the worst Nick Cage movie. But when he is Joe Ender's and Wind Talkers, um, I saw that movie in the theater too. Is that the army movie? Yeah, he's in. It's the Navajo like uh, yeah. uh, code code yeah, breakers. Code breakers. Or, yeah, they they encrypt you know encrypt everything with their language. Um, I mean cool concept obviously very very interesting part of history but uh nick cage being the the main man there uh not uh not as interesting as uh one might would one would hope from a big budget uh movie but it's, it was all right i mean nothing it could be worse we'll just say it could be the wicker man so favorite favorite nick cage movie the wicker man wicker man like yes favorite of like most enjoyable or favorite because everything just, okay <laughs> everything about it comedic downfall <laughs> and all that for okay it's it's that ridiculous that it, it supersedes like his actually well done like it, he's in some serious like other movies too that like fairly dramatic roles but uh yeah that that is just top-notch stuff yeah for me it's probably the three face-off con air and the rock that those have to be one hundred percent like, like the prime of it. Like even when you got into like I didn't. I don't think I saw much after he did Lord of War. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, I don't know if there's anything that I saw of him in. I never saw National Treasure. Never wanted to really watch that. Sure. Never got into it. Never clearly didn't see the 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 masterpiece that was 
Wicker Man, but I guess that's and a, you haven't seen Stolen either. Yeah, you know what do I what am I doing with my life? What am I doing? I don't know. <laughs> well, I have a I have an existential question for you uh, as we move into our our next segment. Uh, do you think Nicolas Cage would prefer a Big Mac or a Whopper? Oh, he's a Big Mac guy. You think he's a Big Mac guy? Yeah. Why well, say that? You know, I think he's all all about that two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, pickles, tomato, or lettuce, pickles, onion on a sesame seed bun. What about cheese? You forgot cheese. I forgot cheese. Yes. Sorry, McDonald's. I can't give you the, the advertising <laughs> Our promotion. Our sponsor is going to drop us yep, so hard. Yep. We don't even have sponsorships. <laughs> Free chicken yeah. nuggets. We're, we're, we're shooting those in the head before we even get to them. Yeah, exactly. No, I think he'd be the McDonald's guy, and I, I don't know why. Like, so... Yeah. That's yeah. just your that's just your take on it. Well, he, he let's like transition. Big, my like, I don't get think off. He, yeah. Explain. Explain let's, where your mind. Let's is get out of uh, Nick Cage mode and let's go and talk a little bit about uh, the the wonders. Uh, you know, because I think we both have pretty strong stances when it comes to our uh, our preference between the Big Mac and the Whopper. Uh, so I want to talk about that, but I also want to talk about. Uh, some other fast food burger uh, preferences that we may have. Cause I, I think I know where, where your preference lays, but uh, I mean, why, why don't you lay it out for the people, my man, about where, where your, where your heart beats when it comes to the, uh, the Big Mac and the Whopper. If we're going to do a, a showdown, throwdown, hoedown about this too, right now, you know, the King's bounty is one that is very, very fulfilling to the community mm-hmm. and the kingdom. And thus, the king provides us with sustenance for all of his peasants and lords and manors <laughs> of the kingdom. And thus, one must go inside with the king and pledge allegiance to the Whopper. 100%. Yes. Coops or without coops is 100% going Whopper all the time. Yeah, well, I think the, the king is mighty generous when he provides coupons uh, to the peasants. What about Ronaldo to- McDonald when he provides the coupons too? Remember those old, like coupon books that mcdonald's used to have oh yeah the like the cards. five dollar booklet of yeah. coupons like yeah. you could redeem it for a cheeseburger or an apple pie kind of thing yep exactly yep yes those were tremendous yeah i, I, I had many of those as a child and uh yes i will i would i would go back to them again if they were available <laughs> see i think for me as a child it was definitely i would want to take and stay mcdonald's but as i matured and had a palate that was more refined and understood the the feudal power struggles that go from the kingdom <laughs> to protect his uh his uh fiefdom i i gained a more honest and earnest respect for towards his uh, product offerings plus one of the funniest things is like you remember watching silicon valley uh, season yeah. one <laughs> where they take and go get like what is burger do you guys eat at burger king <laughs> Do your peers like it? (laughs) Go get one of each of their product offerings and we will look at this. I am in the same boat because I think the, I think the King and has bestowed upon us flame grilled goodness uh, from on high. And it it was, it was meant for the people to enjoy. Um, But I've got some other reasons too. Um, Do you kiss the ring of the King? I would, I would, I'm not, I'm not I would afraid. pledge my allegiance. Yeah. Um, because I like the, I like the Whopper because it's got better customization options. Ooh. Customization. I can, I can, I can swag out that. OEM that parts. How I, how I feel. If I want cheese, I'm going to get cheese. If I want bacon. Yeah. I'm going to have it my way. The King is a man of the people. He wants to show them the, you know, that 
anything is possible. He's just fubu. like Kevin Garnett. <laughs> fubu. Um, For yeah, us, it, by us. I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of the customization options of the Whopper, and also I think it has better variants. Big Mac don't have doesn't have any variants anymore. It's had some iterations in the past, uh, but right now it's like if I want an angry Whopper. Hey man, that's that's an option that was out there. Like they've got their seasonal variations on it, and some of them aren't good. But I respect the fact that they're trying. I think the Whopper gives you better taste palette because of the surface area. It's a wider, flatter burger instead of taking mm-hmm. and going with the you know the what I'd call the Big Mac is the pretentious deluxe apartment in the sky. It's going well, up top. I mean, and this is just... the sprawling rambler of hamburgers, fast food <laughs> hamburgers. I, I agree with that, and I will say the Big Mac is slightly pretentious. The original name for the the Big Mac was the Aristocrat. Oh, gosh. And it comes in a cardboard box. I'm getting angry now. Well, it used to be a styrofoam box, my man. Yeah. But now well, then they, everything went eco-friendly. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say, though, so the Big Mac, I've had, a big, I've had numerous Big Macs in my life. I've never really been drawn to them, um, mainly because I don't want another bun in my, in my burger. I don't want three buns. Some people like all the buns. Some people do. That's and that's their prerogative. That's a personal preference. Like yeah. that's, that's too much. It's you don't too want much. extra junk in your burger. No. And then I mean the special sauce is fine. It's it's relatively good. Um, but yeah, the, the second bun is the deal breaker for me. It's like I don't want more bread with my burger. It's already a tiny tiny enough burger as it is. See, yeah. I mean, that's how they try to get you. That's how they try to make it like taller <laughs> and bigger and all that. Bigger, yeah. mackier. But uh, uh, originally when Mac- you said this topic, I thought we were talking about Mark McGuire versus Whoppers. <laughs> so I was like, how is the home run king going to take and stack up to the Burger King? Do you think Do you think Mark McGuire likes a, a Whopper or a Big Mac? I think Sammy Sosa likes Big Macs. You think so? Yeah. I think Mark McGuire... It's probably got like royalty contract or like he's got some sort of like he's got a contractual obligation where he has to eat them. Yes, he's like the the Simpsons. I am here too, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah. So like the Big Mac. I don't know. Like I, if I was getting a burger at McDonald's when I was younger, it was always a quarter pounder with cheese. Like that was that's what I was getting. Like if I was getting a burger there, that was the that was the pick. It was never See, and it goes to flatter I mean, I, surface. I should area. say. I mean, when I went at Monopoly and I got a free Big Mac or whatever, I was I was redeeming that bad boy and eating the Big Mac. But uh, it, I mean, so put it this way: in high school, they had when Star Wars. Uh, so this would have been Episode uh, Three when it came out. The you know the third of the you know the the er, the prequels. Um, Burger King did a promotion where you had, you get a little game piece and you had a 50, 50 chance of winning. Every ticket was a winner. Just picked the, it depended on what, which one you scratched off. Um, so me and one of uh, a couple of my buddies, like after school, it's like, all right, let's go hit up Burger King. Cause we got a 50, 50 chance of getting free food or free drink or whatever. So that was where I think I developed my love with the Whopper. Uh, because I won so goddamn many of and them. And a slight gambling like, <laughs> habit. Because <laughs> you buy a pop, and then you're like, all right, well, if I win, I got lunch. If not, no big deal. Then I buy um, another pop. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was the that was the game. But I would also play Monopoly because, I'm one, I'm a huge Monopoly fan, and, two, uh, they've got you know decent prizes. But, yeah, so when you win the Big Mac there, bet your ass I'm going over there to redeem it, even if it's not my favorite thing, because it's free goddamn food. Yeah, exactly. I think McDonald's in the Chicagoland market growing up had the best uh, 
Big Mac, Big Mac accoutrement, uh, which was the Dennis Rodman uh, changing hair color uh, cool cups. You remember those uh-huh. things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like you got it cold, <laughs> his hair went like all freaking crazy colors, and then now uh, like. I understand why Coors made the mountains change colors on their like on their can now. They're just trying to throw back to that like thing. But that's one of the things that got me into the Big Mac. Yeah. Uh, so the other the other name for the or I looked this up while we were, while we were chatting here. Royale so other, with cheese. The other well, that's a quarter pounder with cheese, my man. Um, but uh, the other name for the Big Mac. So they had the aristocrat that failed, and then they named it the Blue Ribbon Burger after that, which is also stupid. Yeah, because the Blue Ribbon Burger's got blue cheese on it generally yeah, it's just it's just a bad idea so <laughs> it's just a poor choice i mean it's it's clear that oh this podcast is on the same page when it comes to our burger preferences when we're talking about these establishments but what say you about some of the other uh, fast food places because there's plenty of other opportunities out there uh how do you feel about some of the other establishments and where they rank in the uh, burger hierarchy to notwithstanding burger king or is are they excluded from this because if you give me the option, Burger King, one hundred percent. Right, right, right. I'm day, just saying, like, let's 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 talk. We're both on the same page there. Uh, no one's changing our minds on that. So we're taking um, and talking to who's the silver medal winner in the. Yeah. So where? What else? Uh, you know, we're not we're not ones to uh, narrow our choices only to one. I mean, we'll still go and experience the plethora of options that are out there. Uh, so what say you about some of the other options? Like say Wendy's, like I like a Wendy's burger because the patties are square. I do too. I think it also depends on if it's regional like or uh, regional awareness mm-hmm. or not. Because then you can talk about some things that are interesting. You got Culver's coming down into yeah, the yeah, Illinois yeah. market, but then on the West Coast, you introduce Jack and his box, the Jack yes. in the box, and also In and Out. And in and out, and also more of Carl's Jr. So it's interesting to think about that. Like, it's not really good to think like how healthy these things are, but we'll dispel <laughs> that from now. Um, well, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put your business on the streets because we wind up at <laughs> Jack in the Box every single time you come out here to visit. Within the first like couple hours <laughs> of landing, too. So I would have to say that Jack in the Box on the West Coast is one of my uh, go tos over In and Out. Yeah, I see it now. I'm I'm flip flop. I like In and Out because I think the double double is a drastic improvement on the Big Mac because one, it eliminates the bun. Uh, two, everything's fresher and the sauce is basically the same thing. Yeah. So if I had to take and go with like a, a national wild card, and this one's uh-huh. one that you're gonna take and probably spend a little bit more in, and you're probably gonna sit at inside. It's not. I don't think I've ever seen one with a drive through. But you give me a five guys, okay. Uh, in the burger fast food realm, any day of the week, if I'm feeling saucy, yep, one hundred percent five guys. I like I like a five guys burger. Um, they, Fries are a little much. A, yeah, but the five guys burger's got a lot of custom options too. Yeah, exactly, which is, which is a plus. Like I want I want to be able to tailor that that bad boy to my specs, not to uh, you know what what they what mcdonald's comes down and they're overarching uh you know beat down the masses and say no this is what you want i, no, I, no, I no. like how you threw want, in the overarching I want, I want if i'm if i'm quoting uh you know rush i'm gonna say i, I will choose free will <laughs> give me the big mick from mcdowell's the what <laughs> the big mick 
Oh, <laughs> I couldn't hear you there. For a second. The Big Mick from McDowell's. Yeah. <laughs> the Golden a, Arcs. A, a Big Montana from Arby's. Oh, Arby's. Yeah, see, that, are we talking about burgers or fast food in general? Oh, no. I mean, I, I want to stick to burgers because we've, one, we've talked fast food many times. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're, we don't want to rehash too much. Uh, even though it is a part of our lives that, uh, you know, we can we could probably riff on this for entire episodes if we really wanted to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the cul- like the, I think it was an interesting note with like the regional stuff because like I like Culver's, but and, and I'll eat a Butterburger, but they don't do much for me. Like they don't they don't really amp me up. If I had to take and choose top five. OK. Burger King, number one, nationally. Number yep. two would be split regionally. And it would be, if I'm on the West Coast, it would be a jack-in-the-box. Okay. Number two, if I'm nationally, would be five guys. Number three would be Wendy's. So it would be in the fourth position, mm-hmm. would be Wendy's. And I think rounding it out would be Fuddruckers. Yeah. Which is a non- <laughs> is not a fast food burger, sir. It's not a fast food burger, but it's a meal in a state of mind. So Well, and, and it does, I will say, though, in its defense... Uh, it has a coupon that is unrivaled in the in the realm of uh, food coupons. Oh, it is amazing! It is dangerous. The uh, too. the receipt coupon at a Fuddruckers will uh, will give you endless uh, endless bounty. Uh, you you will feel like a winner every single time you use it. It's like what's when it like eight bucks for a burger and fries? Yeah, like it's every like, time. <laughs> yeah, it's like going to buy a soda at Burger King and. Like, rambling uh, a random choice of yeah. winter whoppers so <laughs> you scratched off the right death star and got <laughs> that's awesome that's too good all right well i think we've uh we've settled uh firmly on uh on where burger allegiances lie uh so we've got one last uh one last fun little topic to talk about um patrick i've found myself lately um enjoying some barroom games and uh, I'm I'm curious what you say because it's a I, I find myself torn a little bit from time to time because I like I like to play games but I don't want them to get terribly complicated so like a Dave and Buster's too much for me like I, I I've been to Dave and Buster's Life I enjoy fruit ninja. certain elements but some of those games get a little bit too far out of what I consider like the the barroom game genre um, I'm I'm talking like like I've been playing shuffleboard. Like, okay, we've got, well, it happens. We've got one in our, in our lounge, which is nice. Um, but, uh, the, like that game is, I I find it to be optimal because I can play that game and keep my beer in my hand and I have very little danger of spilling. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) So I want to talk a little bit about some, uh, some barroom games and, uh, and get some, get some of your takes on that because we've had some, we've had some pretty epic uh, game matchups in uh, various bar settings and things like that. So uh, why don't we, why don't we get uh, a little bit of uh, perspective from you? What, where, where do your allegiances lay there? Yeah. I I got a shufflewood story. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Ooh. Getting that uh, that shuffleboard story got me a little loosey goosey for a second, <laughs> yawning on the air. You know, the learning annex is uh, putting me uh, in very comfortable mood to be recording today. <laughs> um, one of the things that I remember, like there was, uh, I don't know if it was my great uncle or whomever, but they had a shuffleboard, indoor shuffleboard thing, and yeah. like bumper pool in their basement. Ooh, like, pool. yeah, which is I don't even know how to play that, but it's like. <laughs> Yeah, we had one like, of those at our like eighth grade, seventh middle school dances, and people were playing it. 
but I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Yeah, cause, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's like pinball, but not. It, it was weird. Anyway, Couldn't decide what it wanted to be. Yeah, it had an identity crisis. It and, was a. It was if it was going to college, it had a general studies major. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but I remember the shuffleboard thing, and it's you know how they had like the sawdust on there. I don't know mm-hmm. what happened, but I like got some like up my nose or like <laughs> swallowed some of it. I felt all like dried out inside. It was just not good. So like <laughs> I, I, at first I didn't understand shuffleboard. <laughs> like and then I didn't know how to play it. And then I got good at it. Then I stopped playing it. But my go-to bar game is probably going to be number one is darts. Okay. And hopefully it's a dartboard that's actually dartboard instead of like, like a, a non-electronic dartboard. Non-electronic with... An actual real darts versus so you gotta do the you gotta do the maths. Well, yeah, I don't mind it if you have to do the maths because usually I play cricket, sure, um, okay. which is good. Uh, I just want real darts instead of those plastic tip ones, right? And then the second one is playing golden tea. Man, see, like that's the the big craze, like golden tea and like big buck hunter, and it's like those are games that I never got into, right? Well, so I remember, like, I played Golden Tee for a little bit. Like, I was never good at it. But, you know, you see people that are, like, trying to show off. And it's like, they take and take up, like, full-on, like, <laughs> swings. I saw one guy drunk as hell take a tee, like, to tee off. And he, like, took and pulled back. Went like this and smacked his hand. <laughs> he completely fucking missed the ball. Smacked his hand into the front of it and broke his hand. And he broke like how do you take it explain that on like an insurance form or whatnot? Right. It's like well, I was in a bar playing golden tea and smashed my hand inside of the front of the fucking machine, but Plus yeah. that game's expensive, isn't it? Yeah, it's like nine bucks for eighteen for, holes. Or like something. to play eighteen holes. I'd rather go play eighteen holes or miniature golf or something like that. It's yeah, I I paid nine twenty five. I don't even know if it's nine bucks, but it is no, it's not cheap. Legitimately I played mini golf a few weeks ago. Uh, and it was like nine fifty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't played Golden Tea in a while, but they, they didn't have beer, so that's a that's a, a downside. But uh, nonetheless, um, yeah. But like, they did have a clown's mouth. <laughs> they definitely did, because um, I think that's part of like the union uh, rules for any miniature golf course operator. You have to take and have a clown's mouth. If not, you have to have a clown on site. So they just yes. <laughs> It's by the transfers. An actual clown. Yeah. You have to do like one of these two and they figured, okay, it's easier to have the clown's mouth than it is to actually have the clown (laughs) or not. I don't know. I mean, when in Rome, it's an interesting theory, (laughs) but uh, yeah. So like, what, what about pool? Like, are you a, a billiards aficionado? I'm fucking dreadful at it. I enjoy it. I used to be good at it. Um, I haven't been good at it in a long time. Yeah. I just don't play it. I shouldn't say I'm like, I can, I can play, but I'm not anything like, I'm not great at it. Like we got one of my really good friends had a pool table growing up. So we would always play over at his house and the guy a pool table. Yeah. <laughs> he would whoop our ass most of the time. Um, and then we eventually, my dad bought a pool table table. He found one on Craigslist or something. I, re- I went, remember going down and picking it up out of like someone's basement, driving it back up to our place. And I played it, but not nearly. And I think that as is, likely to happen if you buy a pool table you buy it thinking oh i'm gonna play this all the time and then you don't play it all the time it just um, becomes a table that you put shit on i mean well, no it, we never stacked shit really on it but uh definitely didn't play it as much as uh as much as was thought um but i mean yeah so i i got a little bit better but not like 
not appreciably good, not enough to be like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go out and like, let's go challenge people to play pool or anything like that. Like that's, that's a thing. And that's like, fuck that noise. Like I'd rather just drink my beer. Well, there's ping pong too. There's ping pong bars that I've gone to. Uh, yeah. I'm dreadful at that. I like ping pong, but I get, I get hot and then I sweat and that's just not a good time. What about Papa shot and ski ball? See, so like though, that's where I'm torn because in the <laughs> bar environment, I want to be able to, uh, enjoy those games, but I don't, I enjoy them more on their own than I do if I'm drinking. What about that's if, a, what if the bar was Chuck E. Cheese's? Well, yeah, that's what I'm like. If it's like, if it's Dave and Buster's and like, no, no, it's not, Chuck E. Cheese is like not Dave and Buster's or game. Well, I get it, but I'm not going into Chuck E. Cheese's because I'm an adult. The animatronic band getting the animatronic band back together. I know two people who were uh, who were Chucky. <laughs> really, at the same yeah. time, or and and you know them. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> um, but none, nonetheless, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I like Pop Shot, but yeah, I'm not uh, like. What do you like the barcade scene? Like, so obviously, like Dave and Buster's is far beyond like a, just a traditional barcade. What what about like a place like in Chicago, like Emporium or those places? Like, are you are you into that? I am for one reason, one reason only. It's because they have bubble hockey. I am bubble hockey hurts. That it's a hard game because usually it's low and you're hunched over trying to play it, and you play aggressively, and the score ends up to being one nothing in overtime <laughs> all the time. We had a fucking epic bubble yep. hockey game that one time yep. we went up there. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, if we're going to like one of those bar arcade ones, I, I can I can get down with a lot of the air hockey tables. Okay. Um, one of my favorite things to play though is uh, the super off road oh, video yes. game. Yes, yes, I can whoop on anybody with that thing. <laughs> they had that for like NES too, didn't it's they? It's just not the same. It's yeah, just not I the know same. it's it's definitely you need not. The, you you got the, the wheel without this like that you could just spin it. That and has you don't no have to feedback. accelerate, yeah. right? You just have to turn. No, no, you have to accelerate too. Oh, do you have to? Accelerate but you just too? put your okay. foot down and yeah, up. But, and then they have the boost button. Yep. Yep. You yep. have to time it up perfectly. I remember having that at the Pizza Hut in Waukegan, Illinois, and always wanting to play it, and then never having change to play it when right. we were kids. So, uh, yes, that is a game that I would set my beer down for. Um, but yeah, like other than other than like bubble hockey, like I like skee ball at at the barcades. But Mortal uh, Kombat would... is the greatest game of all time. No, <laughs> I disagree. Donkey, disagree. <laughs> Donkey Kong is the best game of all time. Uh, but I do like myself a. Uh, some just straight up pinball. So I was at uh Emporium in uh, gosh, which one? The West Loop, the new mm-hmm. one that just opened up and they had the, sure. one of the best pinball games I've ever seen in my life. It was awesome. I it was so so happy uh to play it. It was a Caddyshack pinball. Oh really? Yeah, and I was like, god, please play logins. Please have a <laughs> dancing gopher. Yo, judge. <laughs> So yourself sure you're, you're, you're a tremendous, you're a slouch. tremendous slouch. Oh man, <laughs> that hat come with a bowl of soup. <laughs> Looks good <laughs> on you. It's just great, yeah. great. The, uh, I would say that I, I lean more towards like the un the non electronic games, but there are definitely some that uh, w- are well worth their uh, merit to yeah. uh, to go and enjoy. But um, drunken whack a mole is pretty fun too. Bar whack a mole, oh, drunken whack a mole. Yeah, I could see where or that like the might cra- get. Yeah, the the what's the one with like not just the whack a mole but with the crocodiles too? Oh yeah, yeah, that one you don't need the the little mallet. You can just whack those with your you know you hit them with your hand. Yeah, 
which is not yeah. true. Don't go hitting crocodiles with your hands. Not real, real crocodiles. crocodiles. Don't be in Florida drunk playing crocodile whacking. Those are those are alligators, okay. mostly. Yeah, but still, no, either way, I think the don't the, the moral advice of the, story, of the day: don't put your hand near an alligator or a crocodile. Yes, a crocodile. <laughs> Damn, the alligator bit my hand off. Yeah. But I got its eye. Did we just do two references from uh, <laughs> a Adam Sandler movies in this segment? Yes, I think we did. Yep, and you're pretty sick, Chubbs. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, Patrick. Well, my friend, that is uh, run us through our three fun topics for the week. So do you want to uh, give us a little uh, show outro, hit some people with some notes? Yeah, I do. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our Jeff George, John Elway, concatenation of amalgamation of awesomeness. Jeff uh, Elway. Jeff Elway. John George. I don't know if that's <laughs> going to work either. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, 37th episode. But if you haven't done so and you're still listening to this and you've made it through this episode, thank you. Um, do us a huge, couple of huge favors. You probably already know that we're on the internet. You go on there. We're on Facebook. Go there again. Go to Twitter. But also, if you can also take and give us a review on Facebook and also iTunes, Google Play, that helps us too. If you want to support us, mm-hmm. um, you can go to the support page and do any of your Christmas shopping or holiday shopping through supporting the link on the Amazon uh, on the homepage there. Any of those things that you purchase through Amazon goes to directly support the podcast. Uh, it helps us help you help other people some way that shape or form that it makes the world a better place. Yeah. It does things and stuff with the stuff and things. Um, yeah. I mean, that's all I got and we're just thankful. And again, very, very excited to be able to do this, um, show and put this on. And thank you again to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, Steve, any other parting words, final words, yeah, just uh, thanks for everyone who uh, shared and uh, uh, liked uh, our various posts about the uh, the Google Home and uh, the Amazon Echo giveaway. Appreciate that helping spread the word for the show. And uh, again, congratulations to CJ and Kim for uh, winning our uh, fa- our fabulous prizes. And uh, we'll be in touch soon to uh, get those out to you. And uh, yeah, keep uh, listening, subscribing. Uh, you know, doing all that good stuff makes us feel good. Uh, lets us uh, keep doing the show. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for everything. Awesome. Until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Patrick. And we are out.